Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Last week we saw Solomon ask for wisdom and understanding. Today we're going to see that played out. Let's get into our study. Well, hello once again. Welcome back. We are on day 159 in our journey through the Bible. We have come a long way and now we have been in Proverbs really this last week quite a bit and it's because we're in the time period of Solomon. David has died, Solomon has taken over the reign and Solomon wrote several books of the Bible and so because we're going through chronologically we're also reading what Solomon wrote and when he wrote it. So we've we've seen some of Proverbs so far which I'm going to discuss, Song of Solomon which I'm not going to discuss a lot. I'll tell you a little bit about it, but it is probably one of the most debated books in the Bible, and I, I don't really get into it with that book, but I am going to talk to you a little bit about it so you get an understanding of what it is, and then I'm sure eventually we're going to get into Ecclesiastes that Solomon wrote towards the end of his life. We won't get in that today, but last week we saw where God gave Solomon like a blank check. He said, ask for whatever you want. And Solomon is a young man now over this kingdom. He, he understood that I, I can't lead these people. And he said, God, I, I need understanding. I need wisdom. And God was so impressed and so moved by what he asked for that God said, because you didn't ask for riches or long life, or I'm going to give that to you. So he gave him fame. He gave him long life. He gave him, he gave him riches because he didn't ask for it. But he also gave him wisdom. And Solomon became one of the wisest men to ever walk this earth. And one of the books that is just gifted to us that comes from the human penman is the wisest man on this earth. Then, of course, you have the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit, who is all-knowing. And it's called the book of Proverbs. And I love the book of Proverbs. I've not been as good at it this year as in some other years, but I used to try to read a proverb every day. And it's kind of like a daily, you know, those daily vitamins. I do like taking daily vitamins. I have some things that I take every day that kind of at least make me feel like I'm healthy. <laughs> of course, when I'm eating a 10-piece nugget, it kind of offsets that, I'm sure. But, but those daily vitamins, well, a daily proverb is just taking in wisdom every day for practical situations. And there's 31 Proverbs, there's 31 days in a lot of months. And so that's just a really, it's a really good practice to get into. Like I said, I've not been the best at that this year. Focusing on chronological, focusing on reading about what I'm going to talk about to you guys, and then was writing, not doing as well on that, about this. So um, I haven't been getting into the Proverbs like I should, but just going through it this time in our chronological study reminds me of all the deep wisdom and practical wisdom that Proverbs has. And so let's just look at a couple of them. We read recently some of my favorites, which is would be like Proverbs 15 and 16, two of my favorites. And so I, I just pulled out, which I, I noticed, I pulled out my Bible and you notice I've been doing a lot of reading on my phone or a lot of reading on my iPad, which is fine. I got a lot of highlights on there. But I miss reading in my Bible because I used to have tons of highlights there. So I've got a cool highlighter in front of me. I kind of want to get back to that with the Proverbs. But but I wanted to read to you some of the highlights from Proverbs 15. And the great thing about this is 
there's so much wisdom and it, it's sometimes I don't want to say sporadic like it's not organized God has a plan but but it could be talking about the tongue and the wisdom of the tongue and the foolishness of our tongue one minute the next minute be talking about the fear of the Lord the next minute be talking about marriage or anger I mean there's so much in there but here's a few that I highlighted of course Proverbs 15 1 is one that um, I think about quite often quite often because it says a soft answer turneth away wrath but grievous words stir up anger that's one that is just i'm actually going to highlight that again i'm i always highlight it in a new color so it comes up on my hue version app again and again all these different verses but but that verse is so great when it comes to interpersonal relationships so great when it comes to marriage and and it's one that when you just stop and allow that to sink into your life, it can, if we actually apply it, help us. Because we all know, we all know that the grievous words stir up anger. Sometimes it's a grievous tone. Now, it can be words. We know the right words to push a button, but it can also be a grievous tone with a word that pushes a button. We know that. And it stirs up in the other person some anger. But... A soft answer, one that's thought through, one that's kind, it will turn away wrath. But that's not what we want a lot of times because we want that, and we want that revenge. But a soft answer versus grievous words. What a great verse there. Some great wisdom. I'm sure Solomon as king uh, had to face some moments with choosing a soft answer over grievous words. Um, I mean, I could go down through here. Boy, there's so many I have. I, I like this one. I got this one, verse 8, highlighted. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Okay, so those that are wicked trying to do these foolish things, no. God says I can see through that. But here's the part I like. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. Now, I, I've spent a lot of time using that verse, quoting that last part of that verse about how when, when you're walking with the Lord, God delights in your prayers. Your prayers aren't a burden to God. God delights in his prayers. Um, boy, uh, verse 10, I'm just, I gotta, I can't, I gotta be careful just looking down all these highlights, but correction is grievous unto him that's forsaketh the way, but he that hateth reproof shall die. You know, none of us like to be corrected. None of us like to be reproved, but it's actually a healthy thing for a person walking in the spirit. But when we can tell real quick when we're walking in the flesh, because we hate when people correct us. It's our pride is really what it is. Which, speaking of that, it's a good time to give a commercial, I guess. Last Sunday night at our church, I spoke I spoke on a passage that I've discussed on this podcast this year in our journey through the Bible, but I went more in depth. I talked about David's pride. So it was a good transition right there. So I figured I would just do that. I talked about David's pride. And uh, maybe I'll try to remember to share a link when I'm done recording this on there. Or you can go to Faith Baptist Church of Cunot. And you can find the Sunday night message last time. And you'll find that on there. Skip through all the song service because I have to lead singing. They don't mute my mic. It's so embarrassing. But get to the message and listen to that uh, that passage. I love that passage. So, anyways, there's one. There's a little commercial for that. But there's some on being wrathfulness. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that's slow to anger appeases strife. If you just if you're able, one that can be slow to anger, you're gonna you're gonna calm a lot of situations. But someone that is quick to strife, <laughs> that reminds me of the ball game I was at this week. 
And I saw someone that is very quick to anger, very quick to anger, standing right next to me, actually talking to me, and uh, some things happened. And that young man was kicked out of the game immediately because he was quick to anger. And so was his son, but uh, kicked out of the game. So we got to be careful about our anger. I mean, so, so some good verses like that. But I want to, I want to, I want to skip to the next chapter, chapter sixteen, which we've read, because I love. Let me get there, chapter sixteen, because. One of my favorite verses is this one. Maybe I, I'm going to have to skip through and see if there's any other good ones. But chapter 16, one of my favorite verses, and I don't know why. I think I do know why. I do know why. So let me just get into deep Brad a little bit. Not deep Brad, but the thinker Brad that I try to avoid sometimes on the podcast. But it goes with this verse. The verse says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts, thy thoughts shall be established. And I think personally, if I just make this personal for a second, in my life, there's a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Plan A seems like it's going to end in this thing that's bad. Plan B seems like it's going to end in this thing that's bad. Plan C seems like it's going to end in this thing that's bad. So I don't really know what to do. It'd be really cool if I had like, plan A is going to end great. Plan B is going to end great. Plan C is going to end great. So which plan... Which great plan do I want? It doesn't always seem that way. So so I find myself coming to this verse a lot in my personal life where I'm just saying, God, here's the situation. Commit means to roll into. So God, I'm committing. I'm, I'm giving this work. I'm giving this situation to you. You've got to establish my thoughts. You've got to begin to guide me. And I this is probably one of the private verses that I go to the most. And um, I just love that verse. And it's in chapter 16 that you would have been reading today when the day this comes out. So I read verse 5 in my message about everyone that's proud and hard's abomination to God. So basically, if you want to be prideful, you're the, the strongest word God can use against you is an abomination. And that's what you are to God. That's what you're acting like towards God. God hates pride. Um, interesting. When, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, a man's heart divides the way, but the Lord directs his steps. It's much better to get wisdom than gold. So, hey, reading Proverbs, better than gold. That's <laughs> what he's saying. It, 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 and then the famous verse, pride goeth before destruction. I mean, all of these verses, all of these verses are verses from Solomon writing in a time of wisdom. And I want to stop, but I found another one I highlighted in blue here. Okay, so let me give you, ooh, I got to give you two more. Two more. All right, can you bear with me? This one says, he that handleth a matter wisely. So when you do try to think through the wise thing and give it to God, when you handle that situation wisely, you're going to find good. And that's true. Sometimes I just said, like in my, maybe complaining, Brad, sometimes I feel like, Hey, plan A, plan B, and plan C all end bad. But actually, if I give it to God and I handle it wisely, and whatever plan ends up happening doesn't actually turn out bad. So God can take situations and turn them out to be good. And it says, he that trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. God brings us through and brings a happiness to it. Love that verse. But the next verse has been one of the, uh, uh, one of those, not life verse, because when you say life verse, people think of these big verses that you um, that change your life. This has just been a verse that I've tried to live by, and it's it would take a lot more to try to explain how. But here's the verse: a wise in heart shall be called prudent. That's someone who thinks through ahead of things. 
But this little verse right here, I've always tried to make it a part of my life. Not been great at it, but it says this. And the sweetness of lips increaseth learning. If you spend much time with me um, and we were to discuss some things, you'd find I absolutely hate when someone gets loud and dominating and tries to talk down to you because they're angry. I immediately, in my personality, shut down and I think, mm, you're not getting through to me. But probably because of that and much more, I love the second part of this verse because I believe when we, the sweetness of lips, when we are kind, it actually opens up people to listen to your point of view. Kindness increases learning. Sweetness of lips increases learning. That's been one of those verses I discovered years ago reading through Proverbs. Not that I discovered it like no one else noticed it. But the Holy Spirit discovered it in my heart. And I, and I fell in love with that verse because I really believe that when we are kind, it does open people up to listen more than when we are hateful or talking down to people. Now, when you read that, when you hear that, everybody's going to be like, oh, of course, I believe that too. But just listen, listen to how you talk sometimes. Listen to how you talk to your spouse. Listen to how you talk to your coworkers. Are you kind to them? Because sometimes kind is not saying, hey, little Susie, can you please go and do the trash? And your tone isn't kind. So it's it's about, it's words and tone. But sometimes it may not even be related to the situation. It's just being kind to people. And then year down the road, you're able to increase that learning. Because you were kind a year before just asking about their health. So... Great verses. That that is Proverbs. I spent way too much time on that in Proverbs, more than I was going to. But I told you, chapter fifteen and chapter sixteen, and there's some good ones in seventeen as well. There's just some great, great verses. All right, Song of Solomon. I'll tell you real quick about Song of Solomon. It was written by Solomon. Many argue that though, to be honest. Many but I believe it was written by Solomon. It was written probably during the early part or middle part of his reign. And there's three ways of interpreting it. And usually my mind says, just give the one way. But there's three ways to interpret this. And good people interpreted all of them. And to be honest, I haven't done a deep study in Song of Solomon in a long time to really to really want to confidently say this is one way. But there's the literal interpretation, which we always, by the way, we being, I shouldn't say I'm not a church anymore, but I always believe in the literal interpretation of Scripture. There are times, though, when it is an allegory. It's just clear as can be. Revelation has a lot of them. But the little interpretation of this story is just God's view of a holy marriage. And I do think we see that in this. That's a good interpretation of this passage. You're seeing a man and a woman and their love together and what a holy marriage is. Some take an allegorical interpretation of this. And it, they look at how this song is an allegory of God's love for Israel and I, I think the Jews would have interpreted that in that way, and it would make sense because they 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 would view that this is how God would love us. And I, I don't, so I'm not necessarily opposed to that, especially Jewish people looking at this. But the the type it's called a it's kind of like a type of this interpretation is that this is a type of Christ that Solomon is and his love for the church. Now, of course, Old Testament saints wouldn't have seen it this way because they didn't even know a church was going to exist. But now that we look back through the lens of having the full scripture, we can see some definite pictures that this is a type of Christ and his love for the church when we study this. So 
Some people can get very wacky in their interpretation of this and some of the things that they say. So be very careful in all of that. But there are some good pictures in there for us to look at. And we we often look at the Old Testament in, in, in several parts of the New Testament as a type or as a picture. But there is a literal interpretation that is also there of what a marriage should be like. So, hey, this podcast went longer than I thought. But thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of it. Check out that YouTube of, of our church, Faith Baptist Church. Check out that, that message on pride there that I did. And um, it's always a great reminder that pride opens that door for Satan. When he kicks down that door and comes in, pride always leads to destruction. And where do we get that phrase? We get that from Proverbs as well. So I posted the Romans 8 for part one, a little late, didn't do it on Sunday, uh, did it late on Monday, or maybe I did it until Tuesday, because I was gone on Monday till late. So so that is on there now, and make sure you check that out. Romans 8 is the climax, great chapter in the book of Romans, and uh, we started that this last Sunday, and we'll be back with part two this Sunday afternoon, and hopefully you know, I'll get it posted in the afternoon, if not the evening or Monday. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.